out of Oklahoma City. You're listening to the Good Trash Genre Cast, where movies are more than just 90 minutes in a bucket of popcorn. The Good Trash Genre Cast is a member of the Good Trash Media family and is sponsored in part by SadMenForLonelyWomen.com. Sad Men for Lonely Women, because at some point or another, somebody stopped loving you. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Good Trash Genre Cast, where a bunch of people gather around a table and we talk about the films you will not discuss in a film studies course. This week's show is our award show. We're going to talk about all the films that we've talked about over the course of the last month. That's like 50 shows or some odd. 52, I guess, if we did every week. Did we do every week? Yeah, yeah I, I think we And some. Well, bonus odes, yeah. And bonus odes, yeah. Several bonus odes. So we're we're 50-plus movies that we're going to be talking about today in order. No, just kidding. We're going to talk about our favorites. And Five I'll... minutes devoted to each episode. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This is, would, it's the Showa of the Good Trash I, I would quit this fucking show right now. Are we going to do a Shia LaBeouf like, yeah. like, live stream? All my podcasts. In, in reverse, all my podcasts. All my podcasts. <laughs> Hashtag all my podcasts. No, please no. Uh, but anyway, uh, we are here to talk about the, what we've done over the course of the last year and celebrate a bit of what's been going on and what we think and give some awards as it Oscar season is now upon us. But before we do that, we must identify the disembodied voices once again, speaking directly to your brain through your generic MP3 playing device, whatever it may be, because we don't have that sponsorship yet. Uh, we'd like to have it, though, now, please. To my right, sir, if you'd identify yourself, please. My name is Dalton Stewart, and I got podcasts every fucking color. Excellent, excellent. Across the table, if you would, sir. I am Arthur Gordon, and where's all the rum gone? Hmm. Indeed, indeed. Uh, to the left, sir, if you would. Hi, my name's Caleb Masters and Enablers. Uh, now, that's a funny word. Caleb Masters and the Enablers. Actually, that would make for a, gr- a great name for a band. Arthur, uh, r- write that down quickly. Got it. Excellent. Thank you very much. To my immediate left, ma'am, if you would. My name's Alexandra Bohannon, and... I already bought your corsage. It was an orchid. It was like twelve dollars. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Who cares excellent. about the goddamn you dance, dance Alex? <laughs> and finally, my name is Dustin Selves. This podcast bleeds. We can kill it. <laughs> like, yeah. That, yeah, that's that really valid. sad and unfortunate. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we're so glad to be talking about our year in movies here at the GTGC uh, Media Network. We're so glad and very, very excited to announce at this point we have a new website. That's right. Triple W dot goodtrashmedia.com and uh, it's so new it's not even fitting in my mouth yeah I was about to say it's so new you almost forgot what it was I tripped over it (laughs) what (laughs) (laughs) nonetheless uh, again that's www.goodtrashmedia.com find us there for this show and all of our great spinoff shows more on that anon and we are very very excited to be doing that I think it's now time to get down to business and get some awards out And as we all know, the recycling's not part of it, but it's very important. And we're going to recycle through all of these films and talk about our favorites and give some awards for them. The first award that is up is our Best Worst Movie. That is our favorite guilty pleasure in memorandum, in, in memoriam of Troll 2 and the documentary uh, thereabouts. And so we are going to name a film that we don't think's maybe all that great, 
but we love it anyway. I'm going to go to my left clockwise. Miss Alexander Bohannon, you're the first to pick. What is your best worst movie of the year? Well, my uh, best worst movie of this year was a discovery new to me this year, and I had a, the benefit and pleasure of watching it with uh, Dustin, and it's one of his favorite films of all time. So um, I would give my best worst movie of the year to uh, Wes Craven Scream. Yes, I love that movie. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> no! Oh, we going? <laughs> my mother. Why? Why? Yeah, that's too. I think she wants a motive. Hmm. I don't really believe in motive, Sid. I mean, did Norman Bates have a motive? No. Did they ever really decide why Hannibal Lecter liked to eat people? Don't think so. See, it's a lot scarier when there's no motive, Sid. Rest in Pieces, uh, Wes Craven, because that is a wonderful film. Um, my best uh, runner-up was to uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger film uh, Predator, because I love Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that movie is fucking boss. I think Scream is definitely in the best worst category, if I've ever heard it, heard oh. the Scream. Alrighty, thank you very much, Miss Alexander Bohannon. Mr. Caleb Masters, what's your pick? Uh, so this was tough, because... Worst means that the movie was bad, but I still liked it, right? Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, these things are open to interpretation. I mean, so if we're going to with the best worst movie, I actually, again, I want to remind listeners, I was only on for the latter half of the, the year, uh, starting in September, so I didn't But you still listened, right? Oh, yeah, I listened to every episode and watched most of the movies, or had already seen the movies you guys reviewed. Caleb's our best worst fan. So the, the best worst movie was actually one we, I, I reviewed with you guys during the Shocktober Marathon, which I hope listeners would check out, and that was In the Mouth of Madness. Which is a bad movie, yeah, a very bad movie. I, I like it. I, because I, I, it it stuck with me a lot more than I thought it would. Because there's a lot of interesting ideas there. Now, while I think uh, we talked about on the on the show, Scream was by far doing all the things that movie is doing better and smarter and more creatively. But Scream isn't a good is a good movie in my opinion is a really great movie well see for me i interpret best worst movie as a guilty pleasure like it this isn't gonna be winning an oscar or anything like it's it's definitely in our domain of good trash but Tots. yeah so it's just up to interpretation about this award category I right think. it's, a, it's a, l- a little bit of interpretation there but it's because scream's a masterpiece in my opinion i, I freaking love scream Agreed. uh so for me to even label it worse is, is kind of a disgrace i want to give uh, another run-up to another movie that I think was really, really great, and the movie that my quote that opened the show is from, and that is The World's End. God, I love the Cornetto. Oh, that, yeah, I, I would agree. That's good. Uh, that was a fantastic movie. Uh, probably one of my favorite movies you guys reviewed this year. Uh, just kind of uh, hitting on this, uh, you know, 20-something kind of anxiety, an extended kind of uh, like a, you know, teenage hood, I guess. L- lots of interesting stuff. You guys had a great show and had lots of lots of great things to say about it, and uh, so definitely hope our listeners will go check that one out. But yeah, those are my picks for best worst movie. Thank you very much, Mr. Caleb Masters. Mr. Arthur Gordon, what is your selection for best worst movie? Well, well I think mine aptly fits into this category, and I picked ID4 Independence Day. Good pick. Uh, which is just a lot of fun, and it is, has a lot of problems, and it's not a great movie by any means. Uh, it's a solid action film, though. Uh, it's got some great back and forth between Goldblum and Smith, who are just both a lot of fun. Goldblum especially, I think, is just tears it up here. And it's a movie I've always enjoyed uh, since I was younger. And so I think 
if there was ever a guilty pleasure, it has to be Independence Day for me. And just as a note, dear listener, as every uh, movie that we're naming right now has an accompanying episode, this is one of the episodes with an appendix. There is a full feature commentary of one Mr. Arthur Gordon and myself talking about Independence Day. And so if you want to hear more of our thoughts than you heard before, because, you know, it is like a two-hour movie, um, go ahead and check that out. We had a good time, and I think you might have an okay time as well. To my right, sir, what's your best, worst movie, Mr. Dalton Stewart? Well, I, I played uh, around with a couple of, of options. Uh, one that I really strongly considered was uh, the Aaron Eckhart masterpiece, I Frankenstein, that I, I actually watched uh, with Dustin. And God, how much fun did we have? That was a good date. That was like one of the first uh, shows we did this year. Um, and I, I think about it all the time because it's so stupid and it's so bad, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And I, I thought about Wolf Cop, which is a movie I had a lot of fun with, um, but I... I I decided I didn't want to pick something that was actively trying to be a B-movie that wasn't too tongue-in-cheek. Uh, so I'm actually going to agree with Caleb. Um, my my pick for best worst movie is In the Mouth of Madness because, yeah, it's it's not great. Uh, but I'm with you, Caleb. It's stuck with me. I find myself thinking about that film more than I ever would have imagined I would. And anytime uh, a director who who is a, you know, a very known quantity and, and is someone whose name gets brought up about in this case john carpenter and anytime you have a filmmaker that like that who has films that people don't talk about all the time i think those are films worth seeking out to see why they're not mentioned up there with their other works and i really like in the mouth of madness Uh, you know again it has a lot of problems and is not a great film by any stretch of the imagination but i like it a lot i'm really glad that uh, one of our patrons brigham cole decided to go to, to push us really hard on the end of the mouth of madness because there was a great conversation there. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you very much, Mr. Dalton Stewart. My pick for uh, best worst movie is uh, one of my host picks for this year. Um, and I picked it because it is a guilty pleasure and that is death becomes her. Uh, it is just, it's so much fun. It is so ridiculous and over the top. And I cackle. I don't just laugh. I cackle every time. I watch it, and so it's just a, always an enjoyable and renewable experience for me uh, when I check it out. we got to move on down, though. We've got another award category coming up. It's our favorite discovery of the year. This is a movie that you had never seen and you saw for the first time uh, via this show, which is more challenging for some of us than others. And uh, so we're going to pick our favorite movie that you saw for the first time for the show, and you're like, man, this movie was great. I'm so glad we discovered this. I'm going to go to my right and move counterclockwise and uh, go to Mr. Dalton Stewart first. Oh, I am one of those uh, hosts that this is a challenging category for because, yeah, I'd seen most of the movies we discussed this year. But there were there were a handful, um, some that I've been meaning to get around to for a long time, and this film is one of them, uh, and that's Casablanca, which is a movie I'd never managed to get around to seeing before for whatever reason. Do you have any idea what you'd have to look forward to if you stayed here? Nine chances out of ten, we'd both wind up at a concentration camp. Isn't that true, Louis? I'm afraid, Major Strauss, I would insist. You're saying this only to make me go. I'm saying it because it's true. Inside of us, we both know you belong with Victor. You're part of his work, the thing that keeps him going. If that plane leaves the ground and you're not with him, you'll regret it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon and for the rest of your life. But what about us? We'll always have Paris. We didn't have, we, we lost it until you came to Casablanca. We got it back last night. When I said I would never leave you. And you never will. But I've got a job to do, too. Where I'm going, you can't follow. What I've got to do, you can't be any part of. 
Hilton, I'm no good at being noble, but it doesn't take much to see that the problems of three little people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. Someday you'll understand that. Now, now. Here's looking at you, kid. It's a film that, for whatever reason, I just had never gotten around to, and I'm so glad that we did. I think that was a, a film Dustin really strongly pushed for in that um, February marathon. And thank you because it, it, it it's a classic for a reason. Uh, a lot of the times you'll visit a classic film and you'll appreciate it and maybe you'll like it, but you're just kind of like, well, I guess it feels like homework and Casablanca did not feel like homework. It feels, it, it man, that picture moves. It just, it, it feels um, as interesting and as nuanced and as vital today as it must've felt in 1944, three, two, whatever. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Dolenstern. I'm so glad you picked that. This looks like the beginning of a beautiful friendship, and I'm so glad that's that what you said. Um, across the table, if you would, sir. Thanks, Louis. Um, I I have a couple I'm going to tie. This is going to be my tie for the night. It's the only one. Uh, but I've picked two, one from the beginning of the year and one from uh, a little later. Uh, the first is Nightbreed, Clive Barker's Nightbreed, yes. uh, which I was very interested very in watching. Very nearly my best worst film. Yeah, I, I struggled to put it. So I wanted it on the list, and so this is where I decided to put it. Um, I think it was just a, a, a great movie, a lot of depth, uh, obviously very problematic but I think there are a lot of great ideas. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of great ideas there. And I've been a fan of, of Barker since Dustin forced us to watch Hellraiser, which I appreciate that. that force yeah, which is why I assumed I would hate Nightbreed, because fuck Hellraiser. But uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And the other one uh, is uh, another from another uh, director that I'm usually not a, not not maybe keen on. I, I think he does good stuff, but it's Paul Verhoeven's uh, Starship Troopers. You're welcome. Uh, which was just a lot of fun. It's a blast. Again, a lot of great ideas, a Probably a stronger picture than Nightbreed in a lot of ways, but it's still a lot of fun. A lot there to chew on. It's uh, some great ideas still that are still relevant, I think, to this day. And so those would be my picks for favorite discoveries of 2015. Thank you very much, Mr. Arthur Gordon, with a little cinema voice there. I like that. Um, to my left, sir, if you would, um, what are your picks, Mr. Caleb Masters? Well, like Dalton, I don't want to toot my own horn, but uh, I had a, had a very similar problem. I had seen a very large majority of the films that you guys had seen. So it, it was really tough for me to find just the right pick going through the list of everything I had done. So I have one of them is a little bit of a cheat, but I'm going to go with the one that's not a cheat first, and that is Wolf Cop. That was fun, you guys. That was that a fucking movie. That movie was hilarious. I, 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 and I, I guarantee you, I would not have watched that movie had you guys not done a show on it, hands down. And I thought your analysis was just as fun as the movie itself. You oh, guys thanks, had a good man. time. Uh, no, no, I had a, I had a good time listening to the show, which is what inspired me to go watch the movie. So I have to give Wolf Cop props for that. And, and I think listeners looking for a really great bad movie should definitely check out Wolf Cop. It, it has it has the distinction of being the one and only episode we've ever recorded at Alexander Bohannon's house. That's right. Ooh, fun times. Yes, yeah. The second was a cheat because it was a bonus episode. And it's a movie I just want to plug because it's a great movie and it did not perform very well. And that is Crimson Peak, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. We had me, uh, Arthur, and Dalton had a really fun bonus discussion, uh, in my car. Uh, on, on what podcast now? Well, no, no, this was, this was, uh, this was the forerunner to Back to the Movies. Oh, is, is that our new movie? That podcast? is our new, our new movie review podcast. It all started with our car conversations with Good Trash. But yes, we now have a podcast hosted by me and Arthur. Caleb, or back to the movies. Caleb, where could they find Back to the Movies if they were interested? Well, yes, Arthur, they can find us in the same place as all the other Good Trash genre cast material. And then is that www.goodtrashmedia.com. Very good. I feel like a painted war. <laughs> good. But I, either way, Crimson, 
Crimson Peak, you know, Alex was a great it was a great little movie there. I think it, it didn't perform very well given its budget, uh, but people who have any interest at all in any sort of gothic literature. And it's a hugely underrated film, so I have to give a shout to that because I had not seen that before then, and we did a bonus episode. And hey, guess what, guys? It launched a new podcast, so there you go. Thank you very much, Mr. Caleb Masters. Miss Alexander Bohannon, what is your favorite discovery of 2015? Well, I don't have a tie like these cop-out bastards do, but I do, um, you know, not pointing fingers, but I do have a couple, um, you know, a runner-up film and a primary film, both of whom I, part of the reason why they're my favorite discovery of the year is because their score and or soundtrack is so excellent. Um, My runner-up this year was Moon. That was a listener recommendation from another, our Patreon contributor, Brigham Cole. Thank you again for that, Brigham, because that film is fantastic. Fantastic. I would love to own that soundtrack. They have it on vinyl. But my actual um, favorite discovery of the year is Adam Wingard's film, The Guest. That film is amazing. Speaking of great soundtracks, right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That soundtrack is is just like my bread and butter. I, I bought it like... Who says that they actually buy CDs these days? I bought that CD because I wanted to play it in my car wherever I went because that soundtrack is incredible. And the performances of that film are insanely amazing. Um, I would say that is one of my favorite discoveries of the year. And it was a great way to ease into uh, Shocktober um, this October fall season. So definitely that film. Check it out. Thank you very much, Miss Alexander Bohannon. My selection for uh, favorite new discovery is, in fact, Wolf Cop. Um, very rarely on this show, uh, when we say shelf or trash, do I go ahead and if I don't already have a film on my shelf, go out and buy it. This is a situation in which I did. Um, I was rewarded with a commentary, a making of, uh, an excellent Blu-ray, um, you know, uh, scan and restoration of the picture. And Wolf Cop is so much fun. I'm so glad that we found that. Also, in terms of that discovery, we found our ability to network with uh, small um, independent horror film directors uh, from that. Our, our Love in the Time of Monsters show came about and our excellent interviews that went along with all of that. And I, I'm just so glad we found a film called Wolf Cop. Next up on our uh, our list of awards to give out is our favorite show. This is where we pat ourselves on the back and say, that was well done, pig. You know, that'll do, pig. And uh, we're very, very, very happy with the, our performance as co-hosts on a particular show. I'm going to go directly across the table to Mr. Arthur Gordon. What was your favorite show of the year? You know, I think we had a really solid year from January on. I think this was just a great year for us for analysis. Uh, not to be too self-congratulatory, but hey, that's what award shows are for. That's what the Academy does every single year, Yeah, guys. that's why we're here. Pat ourselves on the back. Uh, say good job. Uh, and so it was really hard choice, and I had a few narrowed down. But I think one that I it was just almost electric from the beginning, from the time we started, uh, was from just a few weeks ago, and you don't know Jack Marathon, part two, uh, where we did Batman, which was just a super solid show, I think. Uh, some great dynamics. Oh, I was just going to say that um, as someone who wasn't on that show and wanted to be because of grad school making my soul evil and sucking it out of my mouth, um, I really deeply appreciated that show. I can say as a ob- kind of objective listener that that show was really, really top notch. So, yeah, good job, crew. Yeah, and I and I think you know Alex was gone. I I was off on that show, and so we just had three hosts, and you guys carried the ball, Dustin Dalton and uh, and Caleb, and so I think we did a great job. 
uh, with that, and I think that was just a really solid episode. Thank you very much, Mr. Arthur Gordon. Mr. Caleb Masters, what was your favorite show of the year? I'm very proud to have been reintroduced to the Good Trash Genre cast as a, as a kind of a special host uh, back on the Mad Max Fury Road show, and I actually think that was a damn good show. Uh, we all had lots of fun. We all felt very passionately about the film, and I thought all of us brought our A game for analysis. I, I really think that was top, top notch, and it was probably, in my opinion, one of the most meaningful films we probably talked about this year, and it was one of the most fun, too. Either way... I think we had a lot of fun, and I think there's a lot of insight there, and I, it was a um, real honor to be invited by uh, you guys to come back on the show and talk my, one of my favorite movies of the year. Once again, we send off my war rig to bring back gasoline from Castown. And bullets from the bullet farm. Once again, I salute my Imperator Furiosa. And I salute my Half-Life War Boys, who will ride with me eternal on the highways of Valhalla. I am your Redeemer. It is by my hand you will rise from the ashes of this world. Thank you, Mr. Caleb Masters. Mr. Dalton Stewart, what is your pick for the best show of the year? Well, I, I, I wanna, I'm inclined to agree with Arthur that it was kind of a hard pick because you, there really were a lot of good episodes this year, and I'm not just saying that to say that. I, I've, I'm the first one to say when we have a bad episode, trust me. Um, but there were a lot of good ones this year. Um, I was a really big fan of the Predator episode, mostly because we have been talking about doing that movie literally as long as we've been doing this show. It would come up in our in our gameplay, I, I swear to God, like every other week. So we've been talking about doing it forever. So 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 happy to do that. And I feel like the analysis that everyone brought was really nuanced and interesting. Uh, ditto for Gone Girl. Um, really, I think that was a show where everybody just came to play ball um, and, and really had something of... of interest to say um and also it got us uh, some interesting feedback and uh dustin got in an argument with somebody that wasn't even here uh, which is something he's wonderful at uh finally i want to give my the, the one i actually think was our best show is kind of i think a weird pick but it's world war z because it's not a good movie but that doesn't mean i think some of our best shows are movies that none of us don't none of us really even care for but that's part of what the show is about, is having conversations about films that most people would write off as not worth having a conversation about. Um, and, and World War Z is a film that we, we either all, some of us hated and none of us loved. Um, we would all agree that it's got about 20 minutes of really quality uh, entertainment in there, and the rest of it's kind of lackluster. But I think we had really interesting conversations, and I thought, the fact that we managed to have thought-provoking things to say about a movie none of us were that wild about uh, says a lot uh, about the film itself, really, but also says a lot about the point of this show, which is reminding everyone that a movie is more than 90 minutes of popcorn. It, it is about the conversation, and that was something that I really appreciate about that episode. Excellent. I'm so glad you said all those things, Mr. Dalton Stewart. Thank you very much. Miss Alexander Bohannon, what is your pick for your favorite show of 2015? 
Well, this year for my favorite show of 2015, I am going to be a little self-indulgent. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to shows I thought that were really good that we have already talked about, like The Predator Show. I felt like that was really solid. That was a fun day, especially because for some like inside baseball, we recorded our alien um, commentary track that's on our Patreon page for Patreon uh, recipients. And uh, so we recorded that and then we watched, we did Predator, which was a nice like kind of double feature i know we didn't watch predator but it was like a nice little pairing um between the both of those um another shout out for a good show was jennifer's body um that that show was really great um that one was also in my running for best worst movie in terms of what it had to say um, but my uh, best show award is going to go to Gone Girl. Um, I felt like we really brought all of our A game. I felt that whenever we get indications where we have feedback that isn't necessarily positive, but we get really meaty feedback, I think that's a, that really marks that an episode is special and that we had we brought our game so hard that people actually had problems with what we had to say, which I really love. I love like stirring the pot and everything. Excellent. Thank you very much, Miss Alexander Bohannon. Uh, I have two picks for my favorite show, and I'm sort of leading up. Um, my runner-up is I, Frankenstein, which is, I think, a great show about a terrible movie. Oh, just so bad. But I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, we, we again, we I feel like we brought our A-game to that particular episode, and we really brought some in-depth analysis to things that are not very, very good, which, again, gets to the heart and soul what this program is all about. Uh, the reason why we do what we do is because those films are worthy of conversation. And uh, I, I, Frankenstein, even though it's not great, and I'm, I'm sure Aaron Eckhart would not be happy to be emailed or you know contacted by his agent for some sort of conversation about this particular film he has much better movies out there um that 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 could be talked about but that being said he uh and this film rather is ripe with great analysis and interesting conversations but my favorite show of the year and this is something of a tear flick for me um, I've been on this show from its inception, and I only ever in the history of the Good Trash Honor cast have missed a single episode. And I want to just tip my hat to my dear co-hosts and talk about A Few Good Men, because that's the first show I've ever not been on, and you guys did a bang-up job. And I am just so proud to be at a table with you lot. And I find that show to be excellent, and not just because of my absence, but because you guys continue to bring an A-game, um, no matter what the situation is. And we've had crazy things happen throughout the year. We've had events with families. We've had car accidents. We've had so many things that have gone God on. God damn it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> still, a, still a touchy subject. <laughs> we've had all this sort of stuff going on, people moving to Arizona. I'm looking at you, Caleb Masters. Oh, you don't even know. Um, all of those sort of things go on, and the show has always gone on. And I, I think that A Few Good Men is a great episode. It's, it's brilliant in all the ways that we're always brilliant. And it's another testimony just the fact that we have put together a excellent set of co-hosts. And I think every co-host on this show shines. And that's an example where that happens. So we're all going to gather up for a group hug right now. And in the meantime, we'll have a word from our sponsors. Good Trash Genrecast is brought to you in part by SadMenForLonelyWomen.com. Have you ever found yourself yearning for the glorious moments of your past? I know I have, but we can't offer that to you. But we can give you the next best thing. 
The Beginner's Guide to Loneliness, a collection of the most shared, viewed, and favorited articles from sadmenforlonelywomen.com. The Beginner's Guide to Loneliness is available over at Amazon.com. Pick up your copy today. The Good Trash Genre Cast is also sponsored by patrons such as yourselves, and such as Jackson Curtin. Jackson, thank you so much for your monthly pledge to help keep the lights on. For more information on how you can become a patron, go to patreon.com forward slash GTGC or head over to goodtrashmedia.com for more information. So I'm fine. I just got something in my eye. We're going to be just okay. But we're going to move on now, and I'm not going to talk because we're going to move into feedback where you can be part of the conversation, dear listener. And we're going to talk about those social media means by which the conversation can keep on going beyond the show. I go to you first, Mr. Arthur Gordon. Do you know anything else? Anything? about those social media means by which conversations could be held. Uh, certainly, Dustin. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, we did have some feedback coming in, um, thanks to uh, Keithan Smith. Uh, Keithan said, Hey, guys, I very recently started listening to the podcast and really enjoy it. But I went back and looked at your back catalog of cast, and I may have overlooked some. But aside from Aladdin, I didn't see too many reviews of animated films. Uh, more so, though, I was sad that I didn't see any anime films in there at all after hearing at least a few of you guys briefly mention enjoying Death Note, uh, my all-time favorite anime manga, uh, at the end of your A Few Good Men cast. I was just wondering why you haven't done any cast on any popular anime films from Japan. Um, so we went back, uh, Alex, Caleb, myself, uh, kind of made some dialogue with them, and then Keithan replied uh, after our responses, no problem, man. Hearing you guys do Akira would be awesome, or the first Ghost in the Shell film would be equally enjoyable to hear, I think. I would like to suggest checking out Makoto Shinkai and his film uh, Five Centimeters Per Second, or any of his other films. I love Studio Ghibli and Miyazaki's works and some of their other films not done by him, uh, but Five Centimeters Per Second is by far my all-time favorite anime film. It's a great emotional ride that really pull, pulls on the heart in all the right ways, I feel. Even if you don't do a cast on it, I recommend checking the film out and Makoto's other works, uh, to which we had some more back and forth uh, with Keith. And so, Keith, and we thank you for those suggestions. Uh, they may show up this year uh, as we finish uh, rounding out our programming schedule for the rest of the year. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much for that, Keith. And oh, I just want to, this has all been an episode about uh, self-gratification and uh, self-aggrandizement. Uh, Keith and Smith uh, is a um, poet and comedian that I perform with sometimes on a monthly show. Um, so th th that's just the thing. If you're listening to this before January the 2nd, um, Keith and, will be, and myself will be on a, a show at the parish in downtown Oklahoma, well, in the Plaza District in Oklahoma City. Um, uh, so yeah, you may, might want to go do that, 9 p.m. Friday, January 2nd, parish. Very good, very good. We also had some likes, shares, that type of stuff over on our page, and so we're very thankful for all of that. Uh, you could also connect with us on Google+, Plus, where we get some bites every once in a while, and we appreciate all that. You could email us, goodtrashgenrecast at gmail.com, and also you could find more information about us at goodtrashmedia.com as well. 
Excellent. Thank you very much for that, Mr. Arthur Gordon. Mr. Dalton Stewart, do you know anything else about social media means by which conversations could be held? Well, as a matter of fact, I do, Dustin. You can find the Good Trash Genre cast on Twitter at good underscore trash. Uh, lots of likes and retweets uh, over there, so that's always nice to see, including the likes of one of our patrons, Fran King, who is always uh, very vocal on the feedback, which we appreciate. Um, we also have a, a new follower in the in the form of a one Brian Young, who is a just a delightful individual um, that I know, um, so that's always uh, appreciated. The bulk of the rest of our uh, interactions on Twitter this week uh, actually consist of a, a friend of the show and occasional guest host, uh, Nick Sanford's new motion picture that he's working on, The Harvesters, uh, which just got a write-up on uh, JoeBlow.com, well, arrow to the head, um, but which is a product of uh, JoeBlow.com, uh, including a couple of local news pu- publications here in Oklahoma. Um, so lots of... Uh, our um, interactions on Twitter the last uh, three or four days have, have been going back and forth with Nick and, uh, well, let's just call it what it is, promoting uh, Nick's film, which is going to have a Kickstarter campaign that will go live on January the 18th. That's a crowdfunding, actually. I don't know for a fact that it's Kickstarter, but uh, if you uh, go check out The Harvesters on Facebook or on Twitter, uh, you can definitely find some more information about that. We also had one more teaspoon of feedback. I actually, um, due to my connections, slight connections in the Dota 2 scene, um, I actually kind of got one of my people I follow hooked on the show, um, Dota, uh, Defense of the Patients, who uh, is a Dota podcast, um, Cyphus, which is uh, a an individual out of Salt Lake City who hosts a Dota show that's pretty big, like in terms of like in in our scene. Um, he really likes the show. He said, "Thank goodness Alex V. Brohannon likes Dota Two and Bath Time, which I don't know what that is in reference to, or I might not have found good trash. Love good film analysis. Hashtag good pod, guys. I believe the implication is that he listens to podcasts in the bath. Oh, or or maybe he just really likes your reference to Dada and surrealism with your profile pic of the uh, urinal." That. That's true. Oh, you know, that could probably that, be it. Yeah, I, I think he also followed and liked uh, back to the movies in that same breath. Oh, well, so. that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. He he seems to be a good guy, and we're actually having a nice back and forth uh, right now about trying to get some good pro- cross promotion going. So, anyway, that's it. All also on my sneeze of Twitter feedback. Excellent, excellent. We love all the feedback. We want to point out that we've got a few new ratings from the iTunes. Guys, we cannot tell you how important rating us on iTunes is for getting the show out there and uh, elevating our profile as a show so that other people can hear all the good trash goodness that we're offering to the world. So if you have not done that yet, please, by all means, if you subscribe at all through iTunes, which is a major um, medium through which uh, generic multimedia um, MP3 playing devices sort of work. Um, if you do that at all, by all means, go ahead and rate us on iTunes because it's so, so helpful. But enough of this. Uh, I think it's time to get back to the awards and talk more about what we did in 2015. That's right, we're back to the awards right now, dear listener, and now comes one of my favorite awards, and this comes way, way back to our very, very first year of the show. We watched a film called The Hebrew Hammer, and we all hated it. This year, we give The Hebrew Hammer 
to a particular film, a film that deserves to be smashed into tiny little bits and then shot with uh, the Death Star and then blown up into the sun uh, or perhaps sucked from all the energy of the sun if you want to do the Death Star all over again. I go to you first, Miss Alexandra Bohannon. What is your pick for the Hebrew Hammer of 2015? Everyone looks so smug because they know what what, uh, movie I'm going to say. I didn't have a second place. In fact, I feel like if you guys don't say this film, you guys are crazy. I am talking about Francis Ford Coppola's film and I say that with a laugh because it's Jack that is one of the worst movies I've ever seen it is terrible awful problematic on 10 different levels and even though Robin Williams is in it and even though it was in heavy cable syndication rotation I despise this film and it doesn't help that it has a whipped cream topping of Bill Cosby to make it more awkward and more cringy and more terrible for you to watch. So you should never watch this film. Launch it into space. Just vacuum it from your mind. It is terrible, awful, atrocious. It, uh, I do not have enough strong words, vehement language to say about Jack. Um, listen to the Jack show. If you want to hear more details as to why I hate this film. Thank you very much. Miss Alexander Bohannon for beginning the echo chamber, uh, to my right, <laughs> Mr. Dalton Stewart, what's your pick for the Hebrew hammer of 2015? Yeah, it's Jack stab it in the chest, throw it into a planet and then blow that planet the fuck up. It's a terrible movie. It's awful. It's a nightmare of a film. I cannot believe I had to watch it. I hadn't seen it since I was eight, and I wish I had never watched it again because uh, it's a nightmare. I can't believe the guy that directed The Godfather, The Godfather Part Two, The Outsiders, Apocalypse Now, The Apocalypse Now Redux. I cannot believe he managed to make that movie because it is a fucking nightmare. The actual worst movie on here that I could think of that I, ha- I did not watch Jack again when you guys did the show, but uh, I really hated I Frankenstein. Now I want to say about I Frankenstein, there was some hype going into that movie. You want to know why? Aaron Eckhart. I listened to a very extensive interview with him on IGN, uh, keep, uh, one of their podcasts, doing a very extensive interview, and he was. And this is again before the movie was released by about a year. It had actually been sitting on the shelf for quite a while, and now I know why. Uh, he did a very extensive in-depth interview, and the way he described it as an actor sounded extremely fascinating. And I was like, ah, oh, that's going to be a cool movie. Like, I like this take they're taking on, on the character. There's a, there's a really liberation and a new new kind of uh, millennial take on that character, breathing life into an old franchise that I was, at the time, I was very excited about. I watched that movie. That movie is a, st- uh, as, the, as the great Ian Malcolm once said, that is one giant steaming pile of shit. It's not good. Now, secondary, because I take every chance to trash this movie that I can, even though it's not necessarily the worst movie this year. E.T. I hate E.T. Fuck yourself in the face. Get out of here. I hate E.T. Get out of here. You know how many top list of sci-fi films that is on? I hate E.T. I have watched that movie... I watched that movie eight times trying to understand why people like it. I listened to your show, and I respect all of these fine people's opinions. I goddamn hate that movie. <laughs> I love how much I, you hate I, it. I, 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 you don't understand. You don't understand. It is the most overly sentimental. It is It is Warhorse before there was Warhorse. It is Warhorse with fucking aliens. It's every Spielbergism, and there was before there were Spielbergisms. I don't like that movie. I don't like that it has as much credit as it does. It's... It's a movie that I yes, think was good. Give in to your aggressive feelings, boy. I think that movie came at a very a, a a time when people needed that type of sentimentality in their life, and it inspired a generation of filmmakers to make fantastic films. I understand that, and I respect what it did for the industry. 
Um, I did not see E.T. until I was in high school, and I didn't like it in high school, and I thought maybe if I revisited that movie again in college, and if I revisited that movie again as a film critic, as if I revisited that movie the week after you guys reviewed it, I might like it more. But you know what? I don't like that movie. I really hate it. And is it the worst movie? No, there are good things about it, because Spielberg does not make terrible movies. But man, I don't get that film. Thank you very much, Mr. Caleb Masters. On behalf of all of our listeners, may you get cancer and then die in a fire. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you, Dustin. I'll go, I, I, you know, so so thoughtful of you. <laughs> I, I've, got, I've got the fire ready right now. You want to burn? You want? You want to go chop the wood for me, boy? I just want you to die. Oh my thank, God! Thank you very much for that, Mr. Arthur Gordon. Drop the Hebrew hammer. I'm gonna drop it on Jack. I don't think there is a movie more deserving than that this year. I and I don't. It's not that I have these. You know, vitriol hatred towards it. I'm just so apathetic towards it because it could have been great, but it's just so mad. It's just so not good. It's just bad. So bad. Uh, it's t- oh man, it's rough. It's it's a rough watch. It's not good at all. And so that yeah, I I, I was hoping we might be. I was hoping there would be a unanimous award, and we almost got there. You know, as we come to the end of this phase of our life, we find ourselves trying to remember the good times. I'm trying to forget the bad times. And we find ourselves thinking about the future. We start to worry, thinking, what am I going to do? Where am I going to be in ten years? But I say to you, hey, look at me. Please, don't worry so much. Because in the end, None of us have very long on this earth. Life is fleeting. And if you're ever distressed, cast your eyes to the summer sky when the stars are strung across the velvety night and when a shooting star streaks through the blackness turning night into day. Make a wish. Think of me. Thank you very much, Mr. Arthur Gordon. Now, I am not going to be a defender of Jack, although I am not dropping the hammer on that particular film, because, frankly, this is weird, because I feel like I'm defending Jack for the sake of making my drop of the Hebrew hammer on the film I'm going to drop it on, because Jack is at least trying to say something. It does not do so successfully, but it is... There, there is something of a newness there. I don't know what it's trying to say. Well, it's just trying to say things about childhood and about growing up and about the weirdness of sexuality as you develop as a young person. Because it's uh, fucking weird. And, 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 <laughs> and, and, and it is really, really weird, but it's sort of trying to sort of tap into that sort of childhood sexuality. And I think that's at least something. Um, there is a movie that we looked at that is completely paid by numbers that is – uninteresting in every way it uses all of its flash and glitz to make it pretty but it doesn't do a thing and that is arnold schwarzenegger's last stand that movie is garbage yeah it's and not good useless for some reason i thought you were about to say star wars i was about to th- i was thinking you were gonna say star wars that's kind of hyperventilating <laughs> that would have been funny <laughs> it would have been well i mean et is already hebrew hammered so you know last stand's not good oh it isn't. it's bad it's, it's really it's, bad it's, it's stupid bad and 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 frankly it's worse than jack in my opinion what i would say is where my hebrew hammer falls 
is on Schwarzenegger's Last Stand. And this is always my favorite award to give, so I'm so glad we did this and had this conversation. we got to move on to a new award for this year. Thanks to one Mr. Arthur Gordon, who came up with the idea, so props to you, brother. And it's, it's, we're going to name it our Once More with Feeling Award, which is a movie we've seen before, but this time, when we watched it, we had so much more appreciation. Or, or... And the ore is so important here. Or we had so much more vitriol and so much more hatred and venom at which to spit upon this film. And so I like this uh, category overall because it's a revisit based on just the requirements of the show, based on sort of, uh, again, the uh, impositions of the co-hosts as we gather together and put our minds together and decide what films we're going to watch. And uh, sometimes we suffer and sometimes we are lifted to ecstatic heights. And so, Arthur, since you are the namer of this category, you are the first one selected for dropping the Once More With Filling Award based on films you've seen before, but you appreciated or disappreciated more this year. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, I... I there was a specific movie that I wanted to talk about on the show, and that's why I came up with this award, because I, I wanted a place to put it on the show. And there was a movie I watched when it came out on DVD. Uh, I watched it not long after it dropped, and I, I didn't appreciate it at all, because I didn't understand it. Because I didn't know who Paul Thomas Anderson was. I didn't understand that type of comedy. Whoa. And I, I mean, I wasn't into film, right? I mean, I was late teens, and I, I hadn't been introduced to that stuff yet. And so I uh, I watched Punch Drunk Love and didn't appreciate it at all. And, and I I know Sandler for Happy Gilmore and uh, Big Daddy and you know uh, Billy Madison. And so it was a strange and weird thing that I just didn't understand. Uh, but to rewatch it for our Anti Trash Love Month this past February, I, I gained a new understanding uh, for the comedy and for the themes and for uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's work as a director because I think. Hunstruck is just a great movie. I think it just does a lot of things very, very well, and I enjoy it greatly. And to that I say, that's that, Mattress Man. <laughs> Thank you very much for that, Mr. Arthur Gordon. Mr. Dalton Stewart, what's your pick for the Once More with Feeling Award? Wes Craven Scream. Uh, mm. Because I had rewatched it probably, I get right out a year before we did it for Shocktober. I mean, almost exactly. Um, a year, and I didn't really enjoy it the last time I watched it for some reason. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I, I didn't particularly enjoy it. And I think maybe it's because I focused too much on the meta aspects of the film, which I don't think have aged that well. I think the meta commentary uh, that it has to offer isn't as interesting or nuanced as it was in 1996, um, and I still don't believe that. But when I watched it for the show, what I really keyed in on was just how perfect of a mystery film it is, just how well it works. Um, how well it's paced, how well dispersed the red herrings are, how convincing the red herrings are, um, how good the reveal is, how fun the pacing is, um, how tight the plotting is. Now, I still don't love Scream. Uh, I think it does have some problems, um, mostly uh, 90s stylistic choices that uh, have not aged particularly well. But overall, no, I think it's fantastic, and I am really glad we rewatched it I'm really glad we decided to discuss it for the show because it forced me to rewatch it and uh, find a new appreciation for it that I didn't have before. Excellent. Thank you very much for that, Mr. Dalton Stewart. Mr. Caleb Masters, what's your selection for Once More with Feeling? You know, there wasn't... I, I looked through this list pretty seriously and there wasn't a movie that I felt 
opposite about, but a movie that really torn. I was really torn about after rewatching it, and I'm still to this day I have such mixed emotions that a movie I didn't quite think I w- would be so mixed about, and that's Aladdin. Uh, I I wrestle with this. I mean, I I think the musical numbers here are um, some of the best, hands down, in any of the Disney Renaissance. I think they're amazing. I think the animation is still, you know, pretty good. But man, this movie—that's just a racist movie. It's a very racist movie. It's a sexist movie. Yeah, it is. And, and mm-hmm. I I don't feel comfortable showing that to kids. And and Dalton, you, you said during your episode. Uh, this is something that needs to die with the millennials. And the more I think about it, the more I really agree with that sentiment. I, I think uh, for us, it's a nostalgic piece. And I still – that's the thing. I, I hate what the movie is doing and saying in a lot of ways, but I still love it. And I'm, I'm very conflicted about it. And I think there's a great conversation to be had about Aladdin. I mean it's it's whitewashed cinema, a bunch of white actors playing Middle Eastern people. It, 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 it is degrading towards women, teaching them that they should use their bodies to, uh, to as, a, as, a, as a point of power over men. I hate what this movie is saying, but God, you can show me the world brings tears to my eyes. Like it's the most beautiful romance musical number I've ever heard. And I've listened to a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of musicals, but it just it's moving in a way that other musical numbers are. And, and the other ones are really fun. Prince Ali is tons of fun still. So it's a, it's I, it's not that I feel the opposite. It's just that I feel more conflicted, almost more than any other movie I've seen to recommend. Like who am I going to recommend it to? Like. I'll, it'll be always be like one of those movies, like the it's like the Star Wars prequels. Like you should watch this movie, but and here's a page worth of reasons you should not like this movie. Uh, so yeah, I mean Aladdin. I think we had a really great discussion on that show, but that's probably going to be my pick for once more the feeling. Thank you very much for the don't you dare close your eyes, but watch it anyway. Uh, recommendation from that, uh, Mr. Caleb Masters, Miss Alexandra Bohannon. What is your pick for once more with feeling? Well, my pick for this film is a film I actually haven't seen. I didn't see since I was like 12 years old. It's really heavy cable rotation. Um, I think we owned it on VHS at some point. Um, but I kind of thought it was when we decided we were going to watch this film. I was kind of like, oh, well, Tim Allen, really? But I I think Once More the Feeling definitely deserves to go to Galaxy Quest. That film has such a sincere conversation about what it is to be a fan girl or boy or person that I could not recommend that film enough. And it does it in such a kind way that I feel like is sometimes missing a lot in our um, conversations like I feel like Big Bang Theory can kind of does it in a spoofing, like um, kind of negative way at times. But I feel like Ga- Galaxy Quest really uplifts the facets of nerddom and brings them to light, and is such a positive thing that I feel is highly reinforcing as a highly nerdy lady myself. And I would recommend anyone who has a passion for Star Wars, Star Trek, D and D, any of it, just go and watch Galaxy Quest because it does hold up. It really does. It's worth your time. I like that pick very much. Thank you very much, Miss Alexander Bohannon. I saw this particular film for my selection for Once More With Feeling on a date, on a lark, not knowing what it was about, and I felt like it was a moment of exploitation that probably had something to say, but I didn't really know a whole lot more about it. And then I rewatched it um, once before and then once again during the podcast, and that is Harmony Corinne's Spring Breakers. Yes! Yes! This is my fucking dream, y'all. All this shit. Look at my shit. I got, I got shorts, every fucking color. I got designer t-shirts. 
got gold bullets, motherfucking vampires. I got Scarface on repeat. Scarface on repeat. Constant, y'all. I got Escape. Calvin Klein Escape. Mix that shit up with Calvin Klein B. Smell nice. I smell nice. Ain't a fucking bed. That's a fucking art piece. It's my fucking spaceship. USS Enterprise on this shit. I go to different planets on this motherfucker. Me and my fucking Franklin's here. We take off. Fucking take off. Look at my shit. Look at my shit. I got my blue Kool-Aid. I got my fucking nunchucks. I got shurikens. I got different flavors. I got them. I got them size. Look at that shit. I got size. I got blades. Look at my shit. This ain't nothing. I got... I got rooms of this shit. I got my dark tanning oil. <laughs> Lay out by the pool. Yeah. Put on my dark tanning oil. Machine guns. Look at this. Look at this motherfucker here. Look at this motherfucker. Huh? That movie blows my face off. Oh, it is man. brilliant. And I did not realize its brilliance upon my first watch. Mostly because I was thinking about the person who with whom I was with uh, on particular date and uh, how awkward she might be feeling about that. You, you mean your wife? Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I was like, wait, I was, <laughs> don't answer that. Any the, other whole, way. <laughs> the whole time I was considering like, he was like 95. What are you seeing? This film? No. I, I, I am 795. <laughs> that makes sense. But after rewatching it, I'm like, this movie is brilliant. This movie is genius. And it has so much to say. It's doing so much aesthetically. It's doing so much sonically. It's doing so much um, theoretically, as far as critical theory is concerned. It is doing so much. This movie is brilliant. And I sort of knew there was something going on, and there was more to it than what I thought. You know, and so you you sort of know that moment when you're like, okay, this movie was probably better than I initially experienced, mm-hmm. but you're not ready to watch it until you watch it. And I, I have watched it once, and then returning to it for the purpose of this podcast, I was like, oh my word, this is genius. And Spring Breakers is definitely my pick for once more with feeling. We move on to the conclusion of our awards, our favorite award, which is the Platinum Shelf Award. That is right. We're going to recommend one film if you were not to shelf anything in the entirety of 2015. This is the film we recommend that you pick. I ask you first, Miss Alexandra Bohannon, what is your pick for the Platinum Shelf of 2015? Well, I have been waffling on this pick for so long. Um, I watched a lot of movies this year that I would definitely put on that platinum shelf. And even as I say these words, I'm still trying to debate if I should give it a tie or just pick a winner and, you know, be the better person. But I would definitely say a runner-up pick is to my November pick of Gone Girl. Gone Girl is a great film. Um, Definitely runner-up. I would encourage you to watch it. You probably have already. It is definitely probably not good trash it's probably just good but uh you know host picks you can cheat but i i would say that if you had to pick a film to watch this year oh my gosh like i'm still trying to decide uh what is my best film of the year okay i'm gonna be i'm gonna be cheap it's gonna be a tie it's gonna be a tie between mad max fury road and Spring Breakers. Uh, Dustin has already talked about Spring Breakers, and I would like to, 
you know, echo his discussion of there's so much there to say. It is way better than all of the two star Amazon reviews because that's what most of them say. It's like, oh, it's about tits and ass. It is way more about that. Get past that super surface level and you're in for a ride. And then Mad Max is an incredible piece of cinema. It is so insanely good. It has a great conversation about women being women and being powerful and not just set pieces in some man's world and like the the issues about toxic masculinity about constant war and capitalism and draining our society i think there are so many conversations from that film that i feel like i cannot not give the these two films a tie and a nod in my platinum shelf because i bought these movies this year um i'm not a big person on buying movies although i'm getting better at it I'm uh, not like Arthur, who is like basically wall to floor movies in this room right now. But I am getting better about movies. I bought these two in the same Amazon, uh, same Amazon purchase. So I would say that you need to watch both of them. Add them to your shelf. Today. Excellent. I love that very much. Thank you, Miss Alexander Bohan and Mr. Dalton Stewart. Platinum shelf. What is your selection? I'm right there with Alex. This was a hard one this year because, uh, especially with a whole month of anti-trash films that are are just flat out too good for this show. I mean, and I too am torn, Alex. Um, I want to give it to Mad Max Fury Road, but I also it's a film from 2015, and I don't. On, on the one hand, I don't want to reward a film that's that recent that hasn't had enough time to kind of sit and, and marinate uh, and just kind of be mulled over a little bit more but that said it is on the one hand it is it is good trash but it is so good that it transcends genre filmmaking um, the craftsmanship of that film is just mind-boggling it is so fantastic to watch uh, and I just think it 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 does trans. It, it it is a genre movie. It is good trash. It is what we do here on this show, and yet it is so much more. But for me, at the end of the day, I've got to give it to Spring Breakers. Um, yes, Spring Break forever, y'all. It is a fucking masterpiece. Uh, I don't like Harmony Corinne very much uh, as a person or as a filmmaker, to be quite honest. Um, I, I think he's a little up his own ass. But Spring Breakers is fantastic. It's just so good and so weird and interesting and is too good. It's a show. It's a film that doesn't look like it's too good for the show, but most certainly is. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, the 2015 Platinum Shell for me is going to go. I can't believe I'm saying this to Harmony Corinne Spring Breakers. Excellent. Excellent. I'm so pleased to hear you say that, Mr. Dalton Stewart. Mr. Caleb Masters, what's your selection for the Platinum Shelf of 2015? All right, guys. Well, now that we're all just talking about how great Spring Breakers is, uh, it's not my pick, but... Um, Good. We need diversity. Well, I'm not sure I'm going to bring much diversity to the table either. Um, that said, I want to give one last quick shout-out to Galaxy Quest, a movie that I could watch infinitely because it's so much fun. It's, you know, it, it's, it's a lot lighter than everything else we're recommending today. But, man... As a guy who doesn't love comedies, I freaking love that movie. I could watch it on repeat. I'm so glad it's on TV all the time because I just – I do. Whenever it's on, I'll, whatever point in the movie, I'll sit down and watch it and I'll keep watching it because it's fun. And it's celebrating fan culture, which I am very much a part of. But, of course, I have to recommend the Platinum Shelf to Mad Max Fury Road. I do a top ten list every year for the publications I write for. Uh, and this is a movie – all year long. I'm like, is this going to crack my top five? And the more I get down to it, is this going to crack my top three? Is this going to be my number one? I still have a little bit of time. Um, if you're listening, this comes out January 1st. My list will probably up this week. 
on renegadecinema.com. Uh, but it's it's a film that is genre, but does I mean it's like what Star Wars did in the 1970s. It brings in all these ideas and philosophies and and the portrayal of women, the portrayal of the environment, uh, the the it, it, it melds like this sort of like Viking culture with cars and it's just so goddamn pretty it's so pretty and so much fun and it's all in an action movie it is it is by far and i've seen a lot of movies this year i mean i've seen probably around 50 to 60 movies this year although i think arthur's got me beat uh that have come out in 2015 it says so much without actually having saying it says hardly anything at all the diet there's so the dialogue is so minimalist in this film but man it says so much about our culture as a whole, our culture where it's heading. Uh, I, I mean, I just can't articulate how important this film is. And and, and and what's really, really exciting to me is it's actually – I don't know if it's going to get an Academy Award nomination, although I certainly hope so. It is – It will. It, it, it's getting – it's the first genre film in a very long time, maybe since Return of the King, and I think this is very much better than Return of the King. Yes. Among the uh, critics. But yeah, I absolutely – yeah, I – That's <sighs> getting that sort of credit, it, and I, I'm glad to see that the, 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 we are the good trash genre cast, and to see a genre film that is so much better than just the genre it's in is getting the recognition. Well, thank you very much, for Caleb Masters, for that um, statement that age means nothing. I appreciate that very much. I go to you, Mr. Arthur Gordon. What's your selection for the Platinum Shelf for 2015? My platinum shelf is going to go to a movie I've already mentioned, and I think it's one people should see. I think it's one people should own, and I, I went back and forth on some choices, uh, but I'm wanting to do this maybe to push myself to go out and go actually buy it, and it's Punch Struck Love, uh, which I think is just a brilliant movie. I really uh, do have a new appreciation, a new uh, love for that, and I think it's just so, so, so good, and it's just, yeah, it's just brilliant. I didn't do anything. I'm a nice man mind my own business so you tell me that's that before I beat the hell from you I have so much strength in me you have no idea I have a love in my life it makes me stronger than anything you can imagine I would say that's that mattress man well, thank you very much, Mr. Arthur Gordon, for that pick. My pick for the Platinum Shelf of 2015 is uh, a film that is so influential, so important, so absolutely vital for your watching as a cinephile that it belongs on your shelf. I mean, I, there's no reason for you not. And it goes all the way back to Anti-Trash. You've got to see Casablanca because everybody eats at Rick's because you've got to round off the usual suspects because this is the beginning of a, of a beautiful friendship because you've got to play it again, Sam, because this movie is the most important movie in the history of American filmmaking. You've got to see this movie. And not only do you have to see this movie, you have to own this movie and rewatch this movie and then still frame every single frame of this movie because this movie is brilliant. you got to buy the Blu-ray version and you hear Roger Ebert from The Grave speaking in commentary. You've got to own Casablanca. It's Humphrey Bogart. It's Ingrid Bergman. It's Paul Henry. It's Claude Brains. It's 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 all the things that you need so much. You've got to see Casablanca. Casablanca, absolutely one hundred percent, a million percent, a zillion percent, is my platinum shelf selection for twenty fifteen. Yeah, it's a good fucking picture. We got to move on though, because we do what we always do, no matter what we're doing, and that is talk about what's got us fired up this week in pop culture. The Reef! The 
That's right, dear listener. We are all kinds of fired up, and we're going to let it burn. And we're so excited to talk about what's got us fired up. Mr. Caleb Masters, I'm on pins and needles. Tell me, what's got you fired up this week in pop culture? Uh, Pins and needles, you say? I am on pins. I'm walking on eggshells, pins and needles. I don't even know. I'm very excited uh, because... Guys, a very rare, momentous occasion, which I'm pretty sure I was fired up about last week. But now that it's upon us, as in, I mean, in less than 24 hours, I'm going to have seen this and experienced this. I am super excited to see the Hateful Eight in 70 millimeter film with at least two of our co-hosts at the table. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. What? What? I, I saw Interstellar. I, I somehow, through fluke, saw Interstellar on 70 millimeter, and it was amazing. And I cannot wait to see. Quentin Tarantino, this huge advocate of film on 70mm, with, with, with our co-host, uh, with uh, Dalton and Alex, of course. I, I, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, there's going to be an extra 20 minutes of film time. There's going to be an intermission. Dear listener, if you are catching it now, it's too late. It has left the theater circuit. However, I still think you should probably go check out Tarantino's film, which is now in the standard release uh, of uh, most digital theaters out there. So, um, really, that's about all I'm fired up about. I, of course, the Good Trash Media Network's website, which we just launched. Check that out at goodtra- www.goodtrashmedia.com. Uh, I'm really excited about it because, uh, you know, I spent quite a lot of time a couple weeks ago working on that, and I'm very excited that uh, our listeners are going to be able to experience uh, kind of all the hard work we've all been putting in to get this up and running. Thank you very much, Mr. Caleb Masters, for that fired up in this. Mr. Dalton, sir, are you fired up as well? Yeah, I, I am also very uh, excited about getting to see The Hateful Eight and 70mm. I'm actually more excited now uh, that I know that uh, friend of the show, Nick Stanford, hated it. Nick is a, is a dear, dear friend of mine, and, and some of the finest hours of my life and part of the inspiration for doing this show are the conversations that I've had with him uh, after exiting a movie theater. So I'm excited to, uh, to just to see the movie, just to see what he didn't like about it. Um, so yeah, no, I, I'm more excited now than I was before. The only other thing I'm fired up about this week is I'm still fired up about the goddamn Force Awakens, and I'm still fucking irritated about <sighs> the internet turning on it, and I can't... <sighs> All right, I'm sorry. I got off mic for a second because I got so irritated. I'm just I'm, I'm just frustrated because I've got problems with the movie, too. I'm not some blind fanboy. It's got problems. I'm not an idiot. I know that. Just chill the fuck out everybody god damn it it's just a movie calm down everyone the amount of like hateful shit i've seen people say to each other on twitter about oh thank you very much mr dalton sir mr arthur gordon are you fired up this week uh yeah just a few little things uh, i finally got to get my hands on fallout 4 and yes. i got a little ways in not very far yeah. but it's i'm super pumped uh i got uh i picked up stephen king's bizarre of bad dreams his new collection of short stories uh which i'm excited to check out uh i got the december loot crate which is galaxy theme we've got some exclusive star wars stuff and galaxy quest stuff and that was really fun uh and then uh, just some movie stuff i checked out the german film phoenix uh, which is just a great movie uh, about a Holocaust survivor uh, with a good dash of Hitchcock thrown in. And it is just a really, really solid uh, film, beautiful film. And finally, I've been listening to the You Must Remember This podcast. Oh, that's, a good, that's a good podcast. Uh, which chronicles the Hollywood history and all the kind of dirty laundry and just the... She's still on her, uh, her MGM series right now, right? Yeah, she just wrapped it up and they're, they just finished the season for the year. And it's, she's a great host. I can't think of her name, uh, but she's a lovely host. She does a great job with the material and it's an easy listen. It's a lot of fun. And if you're really interested in just how things work and how Hollywood worked and how it functioned uh, back then, it's it's a fascinating uh, glimpse behind the curtain. So, But that's what has me fired up in pop culture, Dustin. So what I'm fired up about this week, guys, 
is it's 2015 and we're wrapping up the year and I'm out of school. I'm not teaching classes, nor am I taking classes. And that gives me an opportunity to catch up on 2015 releases that I've missed. And the movies I care about the most are usually on streaming release at the end of the year. And so I got a chance to check out White God. I've got a chance to check out uh, Phoenix, already mentioned. And uh, I am loving what's going on in independent and international cinema right now. Um, Also, Amazon has uh, Chirac available uh, for rental and uh, for 30 days rental. So you can watch it more than once. Spike Lee's great new joint, uh, which is an adaptation yeah, of Aristophanes' play. And I'm, I'm so excited about that. I, I've heard a lot of really uh, interesting and exciting things about it. I'm really curious to check it out. And so I'm very, very fired about that. Also, Netflix has got um, Girlhood available, um, which is a brilliant French film from a brilliant director. And so I'm really, really excited to check that out because, you know, France is more than just, you know, white Parisian people. (laughs) There is this huge immigrant Algerian community within. And there's a film about teenage girls from Paris who aren't like teenage girls from Paris that you might think that they might look like, act like, think like. And I'm very, very excited to be checking that out. And there's there's quite a few other films that I'm I'm very, very excited to see. Also, How Ha, which I talked about last week, it's now available on Netflix. Dear listener, check it out. It's on Netflix. It's available to you. You've got to see it. You've got to see it. You've got to see it. Um, also, uh, a gift given to my children, Back to the Future from 1984, a... Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> I got one of those. And awesome. I, I've already defeated Cooper. Um, Mario because, one or Mario two? Mario one, brother. Oh yeah. And my kids think I'm the ninja to end all ninjas because I have already <laughs> cracked all the secrets, and that's fine by me. And we've had so much fun. Duck Hunt is the stuff, y'all. I'm just saying. I we, hated that dog. I hated that, that, that dog that, for days. That dog laughs at you. Only if you miss, I'm though. I'm going to drown that dog in a well. So that very much, very much fires me up. The last thing I'm fired about this week in pop culture is our letterbox competition. No, stop. I removed myself from this competition. Because it's now January. Yeah. We've had 2015 in the books. and It's done. I, I want to coordinate myself. Again. 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 As the winner, um, I, I actually don't have an actual tally. It's like three hundred plus. Yeah, it's, you're it, at like three fifteen. Yeah, I I'm think at like one sixty. I think I'm at one, two forty, two fifty. God damn it! I really, I, <laughs> I really thought <laughs> you watch a movie a day. Three fifteen is my total. Short films. Oh, oh, short well, films. Well, I see. I've been <laughs> experimental films, and I've got ex- experimental films that didn't even register. Alex, what was your total? Just out of curiosity. I don't know, but I was really, really, really trying to beat Dalton for third place, but if, if I did it! If she had started a little earlier trying to yeah, be there, she Yeah, that's very true. Like, I, I made it my goal in, like, November. I was like, okay, I, if I watch a film a day until the end of the year, I could at least tie Dalton where he is now, but I didn't. Yeah, it's not going to... Not gonna happen. I know. You just don't watch enough movies. Man. I tried. I'm, I'm. You know what? This guy is, this year. I have so many New Year's resolutions. This is one of them. We're gonna we're gonna do this again. Twenty sixteen yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah, Caleb, your ass is in this game. I, I am in this game right now. Let's all do the it. way. Go your team. listener, what you just heard is letterbox.com is a website where you can log your film diary, every film you watch, rewatch, or otherwise, and by which you can keep track of how many films you've watched in the current year. Every time you watch a movie. 
just say that you did so. You can rate it or not rate it. You can write a review or not write a review. But by doing so, you'll have a count at the end of the year of how many films you've watched. Now, it is only the 29th of December, and so there's a little bit of time left in the year. But um, my count, again, is about 315 hey, movies. No I'm one's even saying. close. No one's even close. Well, at one point, I was What's Arthur's? What Arthur's 60 back. I'm about 250. At one point, Jesus. I was about a week or two ago, I was about 40 behind Dustin. And had I probably, you know hypothetically watch 20 movies a week, I might have been able to catch him. Which is not completely out of the realm of possibility. But it's, but, uh, yeah. it's, a, it's illogical. Thank you very much for all of that. We give the privileged place of fired upness to Miss Alexandra Bohannon. Are you fired up this week, this week? I am. Two things first, and then some really big news. First of all, I uh, Arthur was kind enough to lend me uh, Stephen King's novelization, well, the original version. <laughs> oh my god. His novelization <laughs> of The Shining. You see where my bias is. But um, I so I'm halfway through The Shining with the goal to go to Doctor Sleep next, and I'm really enjoying that film. It is really great. I've also started book. watching. Mm, <laughs> I am really enjoying that that book. It is really great, and I can see why Stephen King had a problem with it. I also started watching uh, Star Trek Deep, Deep Space Nine over the break, which is an incredible television show, and you should all watch it. It is the best Star Trek sh- ep- series ever. Oh I se- my gosh! I, I second that. I want to be Kira when I grow up. That is all. And uh, one more thing, and I have a, uh, I started, uh, one more thing, I let my mom listen to Serial over the break. I made her listen because she was trapped in a car with me. And um, it's really great, super great on re-listen, uh, season one uh, at least. And then um, apparently the lawyers did a spinoff series about Anon, um, Adnan, and uh, it's called Undisclosed. And I haven't listened to that next, but they go more in the weeds about this case, which is delightful. Yeah, it, uh, my understanding is that it, it's not nearly as entertaining. Because I've heard, they, yeah. They don't cut lawyers. anything out, and they're lawyers. Yeah, yeah. But it's, <laughs> yeah. it's quite informative if you right. if you need more. We will. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, definitely. And last but not least, I'm making a delightful announcement. As you all know, we are on GoodTrashMedia.com, where we're about to we have our site launched, and we're about to get all this great new content out on there. And we're going to do something really special with you guys. Um, this year, we're definitely going to watch the Academy Awards together, and we want to watch them with you. So this year, for the first time ever, we're going to do a live streaming. Um, on twitch.tv and we'll give you the URL and all that relevant information later but on February 28th we're going to watch the Academy Awards as, as hosted by Chris Rock and we are going to do that live streaming so you can watch with us a bunch of film dweebs as we uh, cackle the night away and, and, and rage at the machine that is the Academy and then fill in our prediction cards um, and see what we are satisfied and very dissatisfied about because I'm sure we're going to be very dissatisfied in some places. So uh, please tune in with us because it'll be a grand old time. Thank you very much for doing so. Thank you very much, Mrs. Alexander Bohannon. I'm so excited to be doing this Twitch show with you all and talking about the Academy Awards. It is a very, very fun thing. Stay tuned during the month of January for our predictions about the Oscars. Also stay tuned in the month of January for our anti-trash marathon. That's right, dear listener. We're doing it a month early. We're going to do it in January instead of February. And our first selection for anti-trash is Alejandro Jordawaski's The Holy Mountain. I'm going to warn you right now, dear listener, it's a weird movie. I rewatched it already before all of my co-hosts, and it is crazy town. It is the craziest pick 
Um, we, we, we work all these things together as a group, and I sort of lobbied for this film personally, and I feel vaguely apologetic. It's brilliant. It's also insane. So check it out at your own, um, you know, discretion and your own uh, risk because it's a fantastic movie, but it's also insane and out of its mind. But do check it out and do check out any movie and have a conversation. Have a conversation with us via social media. Have a conversation with somebody you care about. But it's much more than 90 minutes and a bucket of popcorn. It is a conversation to be held with people you care about because that's what makes watching the movies worthwhile. And until then, dear listener, we'll see you next time. The Good Trash Genre Cast is produced and edited by Arthur Gordon. Direction by Dustin Sells. Social media by Alexandra Bohannon, Caleb Masters, and Dalton Stewart. Our intro and outro is Night Call by Kavinsky and Lovebox. We are also proud to feature music from Deer Tick this week on the program. For more information on this episode of the Good Trash Genrecast, as well as the rest of the Good Trash Media family, please visit GoodTrashMedia.com. Well, and I think part part of... Nope. I'm just touch the tips. Hey, just right here. Just lock eyes with me, man. Don't let them fuck with us. Right here. Right here. (laughs) Hey, Arthur, is that an old Han Solo? (laughs) Is that an old Han Solo pop figure? It is. That's adorable. Are you okay? Yeah. He's gonna cough. Yes, do it. Do it. I'm pausing.